You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 306. In this episode, I share with you 10 lessons that have helped me build an online business from zero to three and a half million in less than five years. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. In today's episode, I celebrate that it is exactly five years since I made my first online sale, which marked the start of my million dollar business. As I'm looking back, I've identified 10 lessons that have helped me grow my business from nothing to a seven figure online business that continues to grow. I wanna celebrate this five year online business anniversary with you. So I'm announcing with this episode, a podcast review contest where you can win one of five 30-minute coaching sessions, each session being valued at $500. So here's what you need to do to have a chance to win one of those five sessions. First, subscribe to The Sigrun Show with your favorite app. I use Apple Podcasts on my phone, but there are many others to choose from, and the Spotify being the second most popular one. Second, Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I know not everyone has an iPhone or a Mac computer, but you can still leave a review on iTunes by downloading it to your desktop or following instructions that I have for you on my website. Number three, follow me on Instagram. The tag is sigruncom in one word. Fourth, take a picture of yourself listening to the show or a screenshot of your podcast player playing The Sigrun Show and tag me. Again, it's sigruncom in your Insta story or in your Instagram feed with the hashtag Sigrun Show, one word. Five, send us an email with your review and your iTunes username because these iTunes usernames tend to be very cryptic and sometimes we have no idea who has left us a review. And your name will land in a pot, and we will pick the winner on my birthday, April 5th. So this sounds complicated, but it isn't. We have the complete instructions in the show notes of this episode, of course. Go to sigrun.com forward slash 306, and you'll find the instructions on how to win one of those five 30-minute coaching sessions. I made my first online sale on March 26, 2014. It's the best $180 I have ever made in my life. It marked the start of my online business that now is a seven-figure business that continues to grow. There was something about that first sale. Wow, it was great to get the notification from PayPal. 
I was ecstatic. I put it into my calendar. I celebrate this day every year. I also celebrated with you, my listeners on the podcast, because I always do a special episode around this time to remind myself and you that everyone, literally everyone starts at zero. And that first sale is something special that you and I need to celebrate every year to remember how it was in the beginning. Now, beyond that it was great making $180, there was something else about that first sale. I knew that if I could make that happen once, I could make it happen again. I did not have a sales funnel. I did not know exactly how this person had found my website or what had led her to click on that button. But I knew through my activity online and offline that I could make it happen again. And now, five years later, I look back and I have made three and a half million dollars. Now, if you would have told me five years ago that this would happen, I would have called you crazy. I did not believe at this point in time that I could build such a business. I looked at all the other people making six and seven figures, and I didn't believe that was me. But there was a voice in my head thinking, I can make something happen. I just need to continue to do what what I was doing to make this first sale and make another sale and another sale. And I must tell you, there were so many good people, those first people that did business with me. I reached out to all of them later, a few months later, to get their feedback. And person number two, I think she was literally my second client, she gave me wonderful feedback. She said she was actually looking for a business coach. She had booked four different business coaches my session, the $180 session, had been the cheapest. The most expensive one she had booked was $400, but mine had been the best. She had gotten the most value from this one hour with me. And she told me to raise my prices. Now, that's a valuable advice, especially coming from a client. And later on, she booked my one-on-one coaching package. And then also she became a mastermind client. And then she also became a part of my Samba program. Basically, from that first sale, I still have clients today that are still with me in one of my programs. So I want to share with you my 10 lessons from the last five years so that you can save time and money and get there faster. The first lesson is stop thinking and start doing. I wasted probably between 12 and 18 months overthinking everything. I've shared this in another episode that I lost my job literally a week before my honeymoon. I don't think that's a very nice way to get rid of someone. (laughs) But yeah, I lost my job one week before my honeymoon. And that was in 2012. I still got paid. I had a notice period. A notice period in Switzerland and Iceland is typically three months. So as of 1st of November 2012, I was 
out of a job and no salary. And I felt very embarrassed to go to the unemployment office and tell them that I couldn't find a job and I was applying for my benefits. I had never done anything like this in my life before. I had always made it work, even if I was in between jobs, but this time I knew it was going to be more difficult. And there was a part of me knowing I didn't really want to find a job, but I was still actively searching. And yes, I took the benefits and I started working on a business idea plus looking for a job. And as the unemployment office told me, it would be very hard for me to find a job with my varied background, four master's degrees, 10 years CEO. I was literally unemployable. So when I told them that I'd been thinking about starting a business, they actually supported that even more than me looking for a job. So yes, I got the go from the unemployment office. I started to kind of think of an online shop. I set even up a test site on Shopify. I spent about five months on that business idea until I realized it was not a good idea. And that's a topic for another episode. So suddenly it was March 2013 and I had to start fresh. And I didn't know what. I thought about travel books, photography. Yes, I knew I could be a business consultant. I'd always done that on the side. Obviously, with my business background, I could do that. But I was looking for something else, like the perfect business idea. But also at the same time, time was running out. You know, I wouldn't get benefits forever. I was overthinking. From March 2013 to March 2014, I was literally running in circles, switching out my WordPress theme and not really making an offer. I was very active in Facebook groups and that was great. I was active offline and online. I was surrounding myself with aspiring online entrepreneurs like myself and also those who had maybe started already. But if there's anything I can tell you, if you are currently in this phase, you just need to start. There is nobody going to tell you that you've found the perfect business idea. It's only once you go out there with an idea and have test clients and put out your first offer that you realize whether you like it or not. Do you like these people? Do you like the idea? And then you can change your mind. It's not set in stone. But you can waste a lot of time thinking. And thinking doesn't bring any clarity. So my first lesson is stop thinking, start doing. Lesson number two, I've kind of alluded to it. Helping others. Even though I was overthinking and probably wasted 12 to 18 months in that phase, I was connecting and helping people online and offline with anything related to business, marketing, setting up a company. And I didn't see it at that time, kind of in a good way, that this was the foundation for my future business. So if you are in that phase where you have more time, you're not fully booked and your business 
idea doesn't have enough clarity yet, or you don't have the first paying clients. Just help people. And then even after you get fully booked and you feel you have no time for anything, continue to help. There's a saying that if you want to make a million dollars, you need to help a million people. But that's actually not true. You probably only need to help a thousand people or even less, and you can make a million dollars. Now, your goal might not be to build a big business and make a million dollars, but helping people without expecting anything in return is the foundation of anybody who wants to be in business. It leads to clients, I can promise you, and it also leads to partnerships and friends and endless opportunities, not in the moment where you are helping and giving off your time and energy, but some point in the future, maybe when you need it the most. It was interesting how I was spending my time in this phase of overthinking in Facebook groups, helping people out. Anytime I saw a question that I could answer that I knew I really had a good answer, I would respond. And people started tagging me and telling other people about me. And I didn't really have a business yet. So once I decided what my business was about, yes, I finally came to the conclusion, like the boy in The Alchemist that went around the world looking for a treasure only to find the treasure in his backyard, I came back to the conclusion that I was a business coach. And once I put myself out there, all the people that had helped me kind of either referred someone to me or they continue to tag me and say that I was a business coach, the go-to person to go to, or they became my clients. And the good thing was that I had not been helping them from a place of expecting anything in return. Now, obviously, when you build your business and you have less time, there is going to be less opportunities to help people. I don't have hours per day like I used to spend in Facebook groups. But I go into Facebook groups from time to time, spend a few minutes here and there, and I respond. Or at a networking event. I was just recently at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego, and one of the staff members came up to me and said, welcome back. And I said, oh, thank you. Yeah, it's nice to be back. You really helped me last year, she said. And I was like, ooh, I don't, did not remember talking to this woman. She said, yes, you gave me a great business advice. You told me that I should do this and this and that, and I did it and it worked out. And I said, welcome. I'm happy to be of help. I don't even remember talking to this woman. I talk to a lot of people when I go to conferences and networking events. But I changed somebody's life, probably over a lunch, in a five or a ten minute conversation. And that's what I mean with helping, helping without expecting anything in return. Now, what this gave me, this interaction, I felt this warm and fuzzy feeling in my mind and thinking, hmm, that's so great that I helped this woman. I don't know her name. She's not my client, but I felt great. 
and she's probably gonna remember me for years to come. So remember, lesson two, helping others. Lesson three, networking. As I was talking about, going to conferences, events, any type of offline events. Now, these are often places where you're not there to meet future clients. I am thinking more of networking with your peers. Also, it's not about making famous people and doing selfies. Although you can do that and I've done it. I do it less and less, but it's still fun. I just uh, took some selfies with Pat Flynn, Chris Ducker, Mary Smith, and so forth in the last few days. And what's great about coming back to an event again and again is that people start to remember you. So when I met Pat Flynn, he said, oh, Team Red, great to see you again, Sigrun. Thank you for your support. I have never bought anything from Pat Flynn. Actually, I need to correct that. Actually, the podcast player on my website is from him, but I mean, I haven't bought an online course from him. I don't think I've used any of his affiliate links. I haven't read any of his books yet. He gave me a signed book at the conference now, so I will read one of his books. But yes, I talk about him. I post selfies. I tell people about Pat Flynn. So he was thanking me for my support. So over time, when you go to events again and again, people will remember you. You can go the first time as a nobody. Nobody knows you. And when you go again and again, you start to make those connections. And even if you just go to one event and you're not planning necessarily to go there again and again, think about how you can connect with a few people on a deeper level. I am maybe uh, to a contrary belief I'm not a natural networker. I actually do not like small talk. I'm an extrovert that doesn't like small talk. So when I go to conferences where I'm not going with uh, any kind of friends or my team, I make a true effort to connect with a few people. And I rather have deeper conversations with three to five people than trying to collect business cards from hundred. And this has turned out to be a much better strategy than uh, trying to connect with so many people and trying to connect necessarily just with famous people. Talk to your peers. Talk to people who are also just there to network with others. And you'd be surprised what kind of connections you can make. So what has been my return on investment of networking? Well, after networking for years, I launched my podcast and then I reached out to all the people I wanted on my podcast and every single person said yes. Even if they were not my friends, they remembered me or I reminded them or I even sent them a picture of us to remind them that we had actually met or that I had gone to their workshop and they had inspired me. Every single person said yes. Would it have been so easy if I had not gone to networking events and not met them in person? No, it would not have been so easy. So take the opportunity whenever it arrives to do some offline networking and then continue it online. Connect on LinkedIn and Facebook after events. Make sure you stay in touch and don't just contact the people when you need them. Stay in touch when you don't need them and see if you can help in any way. 
as I mentioned in lesson two. So remember lesson three, networking. Lesson number four, create free content. You are not going to be found or known in online business if you don't create content. The way I built my business in the first two years was through weekly webinars. People had to sign up, but the webinars had so many varied topics that people would sign up again and again. They would tell their friends about me. And when I ran Facebook ads, the Facebook ads were pretty cheap because this was content that people wanted to hear about. I would do any kind of topic around online business and marketing, first starting with more like tech tools, then moving more into business strategy and mindset, which is more my core topic. And after a while, I got a bit tired of the webinars. Also, the downside of webinars are people have to sign up. And the free content where people do not have to sign up is much better for you in terms of search engine optimization or having people randomly find you or sharing your video or blog post. So I have moved over from having people having to sign up for something and moving into a podcast. I did blog for a while, but it somehow took me too much time. So I only think I have about 30 blog posts. But now I have over 300 episodes of my podcast, and I've only been doing podcasting for one and a half years. So you have to find your venue, what you like doing, writing, uh, talking into the microphone or doing a video, whatever it is, create free content. And not just content for content's sake, valuable content that is actionable. Like this episode, 10 lessons. I want to save you time and money. I don't want you to do the mistakes that I've done. So be of value. And included in this lesson is consistency. There is no point creating one or two blog posts over a period of a year and then somehow disappearing into nirvana. You have to constantly be out there. Remember the times where everyone was bookmarking websites? Nobody does that today. You know what they do instead? They like your page on Facebook or they follow you on Instagram or they subscribe to your newsletter. But then you need to show up consistently with valuable free content. And that's the bookmark. So that was lesson number four. Create free content. Lesson number five, invest forward. I believe it's your willingness to invest that is going to determine how successful you become as an entrepreneur. If you're not investing in your business, you might not be in business for much longer. Sounds harsh, but it's true. Investment doesn't always mean money. It can also mean time, especially in the beginning. But it's your willingness to invest that's going to push your business forward. I know it's scary especially when you start with Facebook ads, then you don't know if you're going to have a return on investment or invest in the coach or a mastermind program or something bigger. But it's still your willingness to invest that has a return. The first time I invest in a business coach, it felt pretty scary putting those $5,000 on my credit card, 
not knowing if I would get them back. I wasn't even sure what do I do if I wouldn't get them back. But within a few days, even before I talked to the business coach, I started to make the money back. There is something magical that happens when you invest in yourself. There's a shift in energy inside your body. Now, this is not woo-woo. This is just really the truth, what happens. And then you will start to make things happen. Things that you couldn't do before, you can suddenly do before. And now, even before you actually get the coaching or the advice or the help that you were investing in. So what can you invest in? I believe in the beginning, you should invest in a program. If you are absolutely in the beginning stages, a program like Samba would help you know the things that you need to know to build your online business. Samba is perfect for people who are not at six figures yet and know a thing or two about online business, but they need to know how to make money online. When you're further in business, maybe you're already at $50,000, but you have not cracked the 100000 yet. A program like Momentum, my group coaching program, could be perfect for you, where you get the accountability and support to really make sure you achieve those six figures. And if you're already above six figures, investing in a mastermind might be the right thing for you. I actually believe that every single entrepreneur should be in a mastermind. I think you need to be at a certain level in your business. You need to be making money. And I would say if you're not making 50000 you shouldn't be in a mastermind. Then a group coaching program, it's a better fit for you. So after you have picked a program, I think... Investing into better tools. MailChimp only brings you so far. If you want to go further, you need to often invest in something else like Active Campaign. I moved over to Entreport after one year with MailChimp and now I'm with Infusionsoft. And yes, it was scary to make the move. And I wish actually I would have skipped Entreport and gone straight to Infusionsoft, but that felt too scary. So at each point in time, you have to invest in accordance to what you can, what your risk level tells you. But not investing is actually going to ensure that your business doesn't move forward. So besides tools and coaching or programs, I think at some point paid advertising is what you're going to invest in. But I think too many people go so quickly into Facebook ads that they haven't figured out their business yet. Don't invest into Facebook ads if you're not 100% sure on your ideal client and if you're not 100% sure how to write your message or you've not made a lot of sales before. Facebook ads is not a magic bullet that solves your business problems. It amplifies what works. Your business needs to work first before you can invest into Facebook ads. Lesson number five was invest forward. Lesson number six, selling is serving. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to learn how to sell. It's not about being active in Facebook groups, blogging, creating videos, being busy on social media. You need to learn how to sell. That's why I tell my clients, before you create an online course, before you invest into Facebook ads, before you start to think about how you can get a lot of people to sign up for your free challenge, learn how to sell. Selling is such a basic and crucial skill for entrepreneurship and too many people avoid it for too long and they've wasted a lot of time and money 
building an online business without actually knowing how to sell. It's the first thing you should learn. And selling and serving. Selling is not a bad thing. It's not sleazy. It's building a relationship and providing a service to a person that needs your service. When I made that shift in my mind, I suddenly became a very good salesperson. I never saw myself as someone who could easily sell. I started selling when I was working for a software company in 2002, and they had a software. And within two weeks of joining the company, I had started to sell. And it was amazingly simple because I had clients in front of me that needed the tool I was selling, and I could see the benefits of them buying this tool versus another tool. And then I just laid out the benefits and they bought. And the same in my current business. If I have someone in front of me and I don't think I can help them, I'll tell them. You are not in the convincing business. You're only selling to people who are want what you're offering. They know you, they like you, they trust you, and they need your solution. But you need to know how you can serve them by selling to them. So learn how to sell if you want to be a successful entrepreneur. That's lesson number six. Lesson number seven, scale for more success. If you're not growing, you are dying. Now, that sounds a bit over the top, but I believe if you're not growing in your business, if you're stalling, if you're earning the same year after year, actually you're declining because other businesses are growing. The coaching industry, if you are a consultant, trainer, teacher, coach, this business is booming. It's growing. So if you are earning the same month after month, year after year, it kind of means that you're actually on the way down. Even if the revenue number looks the same, everyone else is earning more. So it's important that you look at how you can scale your business. Can you increase your prices? Can you take on more clients? Can you move from one-on-one to groups? Can you go from groups to online courses? What can you do to scale your business? I had the scaling mindset from day one, but I took my time. First, I sold one-hour business coaching. After a while, I realized that was not the way forward. And this is what I tell my clients who are still in that phase. Don't sell single hours. Sell packages. Once I sold uh, six session packages, once that was sold out, I moved to 12 session packages. I had been serving clients one-on-one for a year when I moved into groups. You don't have to do it for a whole year like I did, but it really gave me the foundation for my business and I knew exactly what my clients needed. So I do think, and I absolutely actually believe that everyone needs to start one-on-one before they move to groups and online courses. But you have to be thinking in three or six or nine or 12 month terms on how you can continue to scale your business. Scaling doesn't mean that you have to have a million dollar business but it might mean that you have more clients or actually that you have less clients for higher fees. But you need to think about scaling. That was lesson number seven. Lesson number eight, focus and refocus. 
Focus on helping your ideal client by creating a signature program. And be willing to pivot once you realize that your focus is no longer where it has been before. I have pivoted a few times throughout my business. My clients who have been with me since 2014, they see it as a very organic, very natural pivot. It hasn't felt drastic, but I definitely have pivoted. And that's the great thing by calling my business a Sigrun and not a business name that I have the possibility to pivot anytime I feel like it. But the challenge with focus is as entrepreneurs, we're typically running after each shiny object and we love doing new things. I love creating new courses, but I have had to force myself to be a focuspreneur. It is hard But once I stopped creating new things and really went all in on fewer and fewer products, my business was more successful. Actually, last year, uh, towards end of the year, I made lots of decisions about stopping programs that were successful, but didn't serve me any longer because I realized I was not focused enough. Fewer programs are better for scale. Looking at the last lesson, remember? Lesson number seven. So I took out a few programs. I now just have Samba, my program for those who are going from zero to six figures. Momentum, group coaching program for those who are around 20, 30,000 and want to go to uh, six figures and beyond. And VIP Mastermind which is for people who have multiple six figures and want to go to 500,000 or a million. Mastermind Retreat Iceland, I've already sold out for 2019 and will not offer it again because I need to create space for the conference that's coming in 2020. I also have a program called Passionathon, which I only have inside my Samba program. And then I sell it to my list twice a year but not officially on the outside. So basically, I have reduced my business to three programs in order to grow my business. So having a clear focus is going to help me also write a book, plan a conference, and do many of the things that have maybe not been able to do. Uh, For instance, building my team, which is crucial for scaling. So think about, are the things that you need to stop doing? Actually, I have a special episode on that as well. Look for it. I've done that recently. Sigrun show and just look for stop. Uh, So make sure you are focusing on your business so that you can grow it. That was lesson number eight. Lesson number nine, team. It's absolutely possible to build a million dollar business with a very small team, possibly of just you and another person or you and two part-time employees, or actually two contractors. But in order to build an eight-figure business like I want to build, I believe I need 10 full-time employees. And I'm currently spending a lot of time creating a core team, a dream team. I've been blessed with wonderful help in the last five years. But the key to growing my business and continue to serve my clients at the highest level and to achieve my vision of accelerating gender equality through female entrepreneurship, I need to grow my team and I need to be better at delegating myself, 
putting control in the hands of my team, but also having full-time employees, not virtual assistants and contractors like I've had before. So I'm really much focused on this. And this is a process that's taking several months and I'm taking a lot of time to make sure I do it right. And if you're just starting out, I would say hire sooner than later, because there's a part of you that needs to learn how to have a team around you. You need to learn how it is to work with a team. Start with a few hours a week and hire even before you think you can afford it. These people in the beginning may not stay with you long. Actually, my first virtual assistants are not with me today. But I have people on my team who have been with me since spring 2015. So it's absolutely possible to find people that can grow with you and start with a few hours and then work more and more hours with you as you grow your business. So lesson number nine is really focus on a team. You can go fast alone, but if you want to go far, you need to go together as a team. And last but not least, lesson number 10, slow down to speed up. That's exactly what I'm doing right now by looking at my team, looking at my business, restructuring several teams, stopping a few programs, I'm slowing down to speed up. Now, on the outside, it might look like that I'm not slowing down at all. I'm doing my podcast, but I've reduced it from three episodes a week to one episode a week. So I have done some shifts and changes in order to be able to assess how do I take it to the next level. I am working with uh, new people. I also have now a new coach that I'm working with. I actually have two coaches and... I'm doing a lot of internal work as well, like mindset, reading books, discussing with my team, discussing with my coaches, with my friends and colleagues. And this time is kind of a weird. There's a part of this period that feels frustrating because I want to move faster. But there's a part of me that knows exactly what's going on. I need this time. I need to slow down to speed up. So if you're feeling a little bit frustrated, your business isn't moving forward and you feel it might be even moving backwards because you're making changes and it might even take a hit on your revenue, although that's not the case uh, for me right now. But still, I am not putting forward programs that I could be selling and I just wait with them a couple of months because I'm looking at my revenue in annual terms and not in monthly terms. And it's important that you take this time also, when you're creating new products, take the time to actually create them and make them good. Or if you're writing a sales page, whatever it is, slow down to speed up. And that was my last of 10 lessons for you. So as I'm celebrating my five-year online business anniversary, I'm also announcing a podcast review contest for you. I'm giving away free five 30-minute coaching sessions each session valued at $500. And of course, I'm giving away five sessions to celebrate five years of my online business anniversary. So here's what you need to do to have a chance to win one of those five sessions. Subscribe to The Sick Room Show with your favorite app. I use Apple Podcasts, but Spotify is very popular as well. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Go to the show notes if you don't know how to leave a review and you do not have to have an iPhone on a Mac computer to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. 
There is absolutely no better way to tell me that you like the podcast than Apple Podcast Reviews. So I would really, really appreciate that. Follow me on Instagram. The tag is sigrun.com. Take a picture of yourself listening to the show or screenshot of your podcast player playing the Sigrun show and tag me. Again, it's sigrun.com. In your Insta story or Instagram post with the hashtag Sigrun show. That's one word. Send us an email with a review and your iTunes username because those iTunes username are very cryptic and sometimes we have no idea who left us a review or how we can contact you. So please send us an email as well. Your name will land in a pot and we'll announce the winner on April 5th, which is happens to be my birthday. Thank you so much for listening to The Sigrun Show. Go to sigrun.com forward slash 306 for the show notes of this episode and to find the instructions again on how to win one of those five 30-minute coaching sessions. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? Well, then I ask you to leave a review and then you can win a coaching session. See you in the next episode. Oh,